0: And welcome back to the For Film Safe Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archivia and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we are going to be talking about Exit Through the Gift Shop. Yay. And uh, before before we do that, let's do the Uh, catch-up.
1: Catch-up. Let's see what happened during the week. I got to see Fences.
0: Fences. How was Fences? I I saw it at work Mm -hmm. on the computer. Yeah. So I knew you had seen it. Yes
1: uh fences um one of the better movies i've seen in 2017 so that doesn't say, but so much because we're like in the second week of february (laughs) (laughs) but uh but it's it's really good i was shocked at how good it was and um i think it's an unfortunate thing that i think the the majority of the audience is going to be like a black audience Mm -hmm. but i think that a lot of different races can identify with this and maybe even yourself just like all right say um how the generations are so different mm-hmm. where um i would assume that your parents or even their parents would be like um doing something creative is a waste of time yes you know, so black, absolutely oh, oh yeah okay that's that's and that's how in the black um and our generations are too you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying if you're saying that you want to go do something creative like no you need to go learn a trade learn how to go fix a car learn how to become a carpenter or fix a house these things are things that are important you know to them
0: the amount and, of convincing i have to do to let, tell people hey i couldn't be okay writing yes yeah <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah, and uh, and within the movie Fences, uh, he has a, um, Denzel Washington wanted to be a famous uh, baseball player, um, Mm -hmm. but uh, baseball wasn't integrated at the time. It was whites only. And uh, by the time uh, Jackie Robinson came around, Denzel Washington was in his 40s, you know, and he wasn't allowed to play. And uh, his son was a very good football player, and uh, he wanted to, you know, pursue athletics. And, you know, Denzel Washington was like, no, that's a dead end path, you know, sticking with that. You have to do things this way. Right. And um, I don't know, it it came across, it came a really good message. It It, it was relatable. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah,
0: uh, came out in twenty sixteen. It's nominated for for a thing, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, cool. Do you know what it's nominated for?
1: Um, not sure. I know what Denzel Washington is up for a Best Actor in it, and um, Viola Davis who um plays yeah Best Supporting Actress. But yeah, it's. Denzel Washington for his first like major director di- directorial debut.
0: Oh, fuck. He directed? Yes. Nice.
1: Director Denzel Washington. Like um, I, like I, I would hear, I've seen an interview with, with him and Spike Lee mm-hmm. where they talked about uh, how they would feed off each other, uh, different things they learn from each other. And you can see what Denzel Lush- Washington has learned. Like this guy That's is like a director. That's
0: always fascinating to me. And that ties in with like exit through the gift shop because mm-hmm. there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. But that concept is fascinating to me. The fact that if you hang out with someone creative enough in your field, yeah. you're going to pick up some of their things as well yes and 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 this is why i hate when people like i know quentin tarantino gives a lot of homage in his movies Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. homage to the point where it's almost considered plagiarism Mm -hmm. to some people yep um and whatever that's another debate for another day yeah but uh i think i think that's such a like a misleading thing to do in art because like in art you are allowed to borrow from other people yes because borrowing from them makes your perspective on their work uh, a little bit more unique like when you borrow from an artist you learn something that you could know you, you didn't know you could do with mm-hmm. your art yeah and i absolutely fucking love that idea
1: yes i mean as, as long as you're adding something to it you yeah. know it's is one thing when you're just showing the exact thing but when you're adding something to it that matters and yeah i don't see a problem with that at all
0: yeah it's it's, it's a super cool idea that people mm-hmm. like filmmakers can learn from each other like yeah. actors can become really good directors by yeah. just hanging out with their favorite director oh yeah and like someone that they did a lot of work on i think it's 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 a beautiful thing
1: oh yes the um the other thing i got to say i guess um in uh, consideration of black history month or yeah. african american history month
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: people people got all up in arms about that really yeah like well Why? I, mean, I, I guess just cuz um um, maybe, maybe just more black people that I see on social media, they got pretty upset about it. it African American History Month. I'm like, you know, that it's been African American History Month for years. Like, that's no. not something that Donald Trump changed. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not. Like, even President Obama uh, said uh, African American History Month. George Bush said the same. I mean, it's, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, was
0: just like being upset.
1: Ex- exactly, like yeah, Trump could be a terrible person, but you can't jump down his throat for you know any Literally random things stuff. that he hasn't done. Yeah, ex- exactly, <laughs> yes. I mean, for the bullshit that he does, yes, let's fucking get our pitchforks together and, <laughs> and yeah. do whatever for his
0: absolutely <laughs> for
1: his actual bullshit. <laughs> you know, <I'm> for that.
0: <laughs> but give the man some credit for the things he has not done yet. <laughs> yes. Like
1: he, des- he deserves credit there. for the things he hasn't <laughs> fucked up yet. We should give him that. <laughs>
0: There's an episode of Spongebob. There's just like a mob rally. It's like, he poisoned our waters and killed our crops. And someone was like, wait, really? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, but are we going to wait until he does it? Exactly. Yes. Like,
1: all right. That's the mob mentality. Can't wait till he does it. Uh, the, uh, the other movie I saw was uh, Hidden Figures.
0: Yeah, you told me about that. I was like,
1: "Hidden Figures" was really, really good. Is that, it
0: like really good in the way that you think it stands out from other movies, no. or really good is just like an average, really good movie?
1: Um, it's really good as in it's better than an average movie. Okay, but it's not staying with me the way that Fences did. Okay. like Fences, I'm gonna remember this and recommend it through the rest of the year and next year here on out. Like I've recommended to family members as well. Nice. Uh, Hidden Figures. Um, it's just a movie that's done very well. It's telling a story that a lot of people didn't know about. Uh, three African American women that worked for NASA had to work their way up, and um, mathematicians, uh, very smart women that uh, were an integral part in um, the space exploration of the 60s and early 70s. Nice, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's is that. I mean, you get a really good acting role from uh, Taraji P Henson. Um, Janelle
0: Monet's isn't it? Janelle Monae. Fucking love that woman. I I'll, love Janelle Monae. Yes, uh, she I'll, is yes. amazing
1: yeah I, I would like to see her and she was in moonlight as well yep. and i haven't seen her performance in that but i don't know how great of an actress she is yet but it's like how great can she really be at this point she's dedicated like the majority of her time towards singing and writing mm-hmm. and performing so it's like she didn't do a bad job in hitting fingers whatsoever she right. just did, she's just like a new actress yeah, yes she just did the job yeah you know? so <laughs> I, I would like to see her in moonlight i think
0: Based on what I've seen from Hidden Figures, like in mm-hmm. terms of trailers and reviews, mm-hmm. I think she did a way better job in mm-hmm. Moonlight than mm-hmm. she did in Hidden Figures. Okay. And that's because I think Janelle Monáe, like as good as an actress as she is, mm-hmm. she's really good at being a supporting actress. Oh, okay. I see that. Uh, Like, because in Moonlight, she was just a supporting actress. Mm-hmm. And she did a phenomenal job at that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how well she can carry a whole script mm-hmm. by herself at this point, but I definitely know that her performance as a, as a supporting is Fucking fantastic. Okay. I, I really like her in Moonlight. Nice. I'm excited to see more of her work. I, I want her to keep showing up on things. Same. I really like her. Same. She's fucking great.
1: What have you been getting to?
0: I've been playing a lot of Magic. Nice. Been fucking, we went yesterday to get some games. Hmm? And I, <laughs> there's, a, a, there's something in the air in a card shop. Like you hear the, the shuffling of cards. And like there's something that just feels good about yeah. playing Magic in a card shop. You mm-hmm. just go there and you're like, fuck
1: yeah. yeah.
0: I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Got this. Yeah. <laughs> And so we got over there. Like we, we have a group from school. Like seven or eight of us, just yeah. go and play magic for four hours. And we just got to the place. It's fucking packed. There's a tournament. Mm-hmm. There's like shuffling cards and yeah. people aggressively going like I tap that, I tap that, and dices. And yeah. like there's like a group upstairs that's, like doing LARPing.
1: Oh, and, like, live action role playing. Yeah, Hell yeah.
0: And so and they're just doing their thing and it's fucking great. Yeah. And uh and and. I fucking love that place. Get some games. I think it's the North Shrine. Google it. It's a fantastic place to play Magic. We got there, but there's a tournament, and I had called ahead and said, like, hey, we have like eight people coming. Mm. And she was like, and then the dude picked up the phone and was like, Oh yeah, there'll be space. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's a fucking tournament. Yeah. There's not gonna be space. Of course not. <laughs> people are playing Cardfight, Vanguard, and Magic the Gathering.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like nerd galore it, it, in it's, there. It's like it's like calling TGI Fridays on a Saturday night at seven <laughs> o'clock. Like, hey, I have a group of ten uh, come, Oh, don't worry about it, it's fine. Like, you know. <laughs> It's not going to be fine. They just want more people to come in. Yeah. <laughs> i like, go ahead.
0: So whatever, dude comes in, and, I, and there's this owner. Her name's Mary. Mm-hmm. And she is the sweetest fucking lady. Yeah. And she just, she, like, asked me how I'm doing. Like, what are we playing? Like, what format are you doing? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, we're just playing cash meeting up with some friends. And mm-hmm. she was like, oh, there's not a lot of room. And I was like, I know. I called ahead. Yep. But I was hoping we could use the upstairs because downstairs is, like, really packed. Yeah. She was like, well, we have retail stuff upstairs. I guess it's fine. Okay. And so she hooked us up and she took us upstairs and we just had like our own little private magic group happening. Like seven people just playing magic together. And I was just so appreciative of an owner. Because it's a local store. They do it as a passion. They do it because they like the community. Mm -hmm. Because they have day jobs. So they open up at night exclusively for magic players and like card shop players. And so they're just like the sweetest people and they just open up their house. Like it's like a big house and mm-hmm. they just open it up and just say, hey, just go play magic. That's pretty cool. And and I wasn't going to spend money. I, I, I didn't walk in there with the intent to spend money. Mm-hmm. But then she was just like so fucking nice. Like, yeah, fuck it. Play upstairs. Yeah. Here's an extra share, dude. There's a couch in there in the closet if you want it. Yeah. People used to live up here, but now, now they don't. Nice. Feel free. It's fine. Yeah. And I was like, ah, fuck. Now I have to spend money. What did you buy? Uh, I bought two card sleeves, like two packets of sleeves for the cards. Mm-hmm to for one of my decks and I and and two cards uh, two and, singles
1: in magic um mm-hmm. now say you have your deck i have my deck and then your deck is supremely overpowered do you get to keep my cards or do i bring my cards you know what i'm saying like no 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 we we play for fun that's so not So we don't fun. we don't take any cards oh god
0: but like the fun of the game oh the fun of the game is like because you have your deck, yeah. and, and you can keep building up your deck. Like, yeah. you can keep customizing. People have seven decks. Like, yeah. I play with Leon. He's got ten. Um, so, like, the, the real fun is, like, if you play with a group of people, yeah. it really is, like, oh, you're playing blue-white? Mm. Fuck you. You're an asshole. Yeah. Because blue-white's full of assholes. Mm. Just hope you know that blue and whites are assholes. Okay. I play a blue-white. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, it's a great deck, but, like, the person up to you will be, like, okay, you're playing blue-white. I'm going to – you're going to counter a lot of my shit. Mm. But I know you don't have a lot of enchantment removals. Mm. So I'm going to make my deck with enchantment removals to play against your deck. So that way I'm going to explode your weakness in your deck. And maybe I can win. Or if, I give, if you're a deck that's aggro, that's based on aggression. But, but what,
1: what do you get when you win, though?
0: Uh, oh, you just get the satisfaction of winning. Oh, I'm no, like, fuck yeah. that. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: no, I was with you. And I, I was with you last week, too. Yeah. No. Because <laughs> when you were talking about making these decks and being an asshole, and I'm like, yeah, I'm all for that. Like, <laughs> because I don't want to win something when the other person doesn't care. Right. You know, and, and it's like, you can say that you care when it's like for fun, but you care even more but, when you know I'm taking your cards on with me. Keep in mind, keep <laughs> in know?
0: mind that. Uh, we we play like some of the people that I play, mm. they they buy like forty dollar, fifty dollar yes. cards to go in their deck. And yes. those fifty or forty dollar
1: cards
0: are asshole cards. Yes. Like they will fuck your day up. Yes. And so like if you like the more you play against it, the more you find ways to exploit them mm. until you can develop a sort of strategy to, to see beat what the turn plays and then you can just destroy that. Yeah. And that's a satisfaction. Like when someone mm. this is like no one that doesn't play magic will know what I'm talking about. Mm. But uh there's a card, the old Rossi came out in a set. They're like bullshit, powerful cards. Mm. They're fucked up. And uh and and they're in Jordan has like seven of them. <laughs> and he just keep fucking playing them and playing them and playing them like the asshole he is. And like the fun is really it's just like, oh I I I, I can counter that. I can counter that. Like I have enough cards in my hand, I have enough things in my in my field to yeah. do, I can I can fuck that up. So that, that really the fun comes from like like seeing how someone plays the game, adapting to replace style and winning. and since the cards are kind of like every time it's random draw, mm. then you really don't know what you're going to get.
1: It, it kind of it makes me think of like a poker game, and mm-hmm. if it was like ten people, and then everybody puts in twenty dollars, and then at the end, it's like I found the strategy to beat everyone. Mm-hmm. Like everybody plays different, and then I've had to like find these different ways to strategize and beat every mm-hmm. single person. And I could go home with that satisfaction right, of yeah. knowing that you know I found a strategy to beat everybody. But I would rather go home with the satisfaction of knowing that I took their shit. <laughs> fair and square and there's nothing they can do about it you know what i'm saying it's like it's fair yeah. and square it's like that's your money now that's my money those yeah. were your cards and now they're my cards it's like it, it'll make you think twice before you ever play a game yeah it was, absolutely. Like, it was like hey you know that if you put your cards out on this table that they can be mine now you would
0: be good <laughs> at tournaments mm-hmm. because in tournaments they play for a hell of money yeah like they yeah. play for like thousands of dollars I bet of they would, yeah so, like, you would be good at tournaments because you would be like, oh, fuck. This, I, w- I would
1: like, end up very having to spend all my money, though. You know, I was like, I would have to spend, like, $500 by one very good card. And then that one very good card would get beat by somebody's $1,000 card. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it would just continue to it's, go. It's, it's
0: a weird game. It's yeah. a weird culture. But I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. And that's mostly what I've been doing and writing. Yeah. Uh, me and Jonathan have been uh, getting together to write. Uh, and that's been a lot of fun. Nice. I've been writing on Medium a lot. Mm-hmm. Which, shout out to Medium. I fucking love that platform. I just made a publication for For Film's Sake mm-hmm. on Medium where I intend to post things that can be talked about on the microphones because they're, like, either too long, too short, or too weird yeah. to talk about on the mics. Yeah. And just kind of, like, write blog posts and essay topics that mm-hmm. I want to talk about. And I can invite writers in, so I'm finding, hopefully, a team of writers to yeah. like, do some cool shit writing-wise cool. on, on For Film's Sake. So, I, I mean, I, I just been writing, studying, reading, mm-hmm. uh Got a couple of gigs lined up for the next couple of weeks. Nice. That's really what I've been doing. I just been busy as shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. But fuck, I just wanna like like on Saturdays, Fridays I sleep like at three in the morning and I wake mm. up like at three the next day. Oh shit. It's sheesh. great. It's great. I
1: love <laughs> Saturdays. <laughs> The uh, only other thing that I've really been up to is the uh, that new edition bio. Mm-hmm. I talked about it uh, a couple, a little bit last week that it was going to be happening. Mm-hmm. I finished the whole thing. That thing was really good.
0: The new no
1: edition bio. Uh, new new edition. Oh. Um. Uh. The the way that I was able to link it. Um. Whitney Houston. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. So a uh, right. new new edition. They had the uh, the whole bio, but now they're talking about making even more biopics from people that are even less known outside of the black community. That's
0: always really interesting.
1: Yes, yeah, and it's like um, I I wanted to like make a list of musician, artists, or whatever. So in in the next ten seconds, if you've seen um, The Temptations, New Edition, Selena, uh, La Bamba, uh, or any of have
0: La Bamba? Yes, fucking La Bamba. Yes.
1: <laughs> la bamba um, the that Richie song Ballastory. is
0: another one that shows up at every goddamn party that I'm in. Really, every fucking Hispanic <laughs> party that fucking song shows up oh my goodness that <laughs> song is awesome though <laughs> yeah it's a great song
1: but yeah it was a really good biopic i suggest you watch it anybody new edition it was good
0: cool uh all right i guess that's it for the fucking intro yeah we're gonna do the music and then come back and talk about the exit through the gift shop Yeah. Hey, hey. And welcome back to the For Film's Sake podcast. We are going to be talking about Exit Through the Gift Shot that I'm going to do the Snap thing. Oh. Fuck yeah. Oh. Welcome back to the show, motherfuckers. And I oh keep doing goodness. this the whole
1: episode. Just the just... magic of filmmaking, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea. No idea. No idea what's happening. I mean, the Fonz, Fonzie, <laughs> no. No, hey, like none, of that, none stuff. of that happened. None of that even We had to restart
0: the, the, the shoot. uh for for Mm. this part of the podcast because one of our cameras (laughs) fucked up. Um, But just going to catch you up. I did this. I was a douche. I did the Fonz. Guy Fieri. Yeah, Guy Fieri. Mm. Looked like Guy Fieri about to shove a burger into his mouth. Mm. Chris named his Twitter after the Fonz. Yes. That's about it. We're talking fucking Exit to the Gift Shop. You with us? You fucking with us? Cool.
1: They're with us. All right, cool. So,
0: like like I said before, um, Exit to the Gift Shop, not a particularly great looking film. No. But a but like a super great story.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, X through the gift shop. uh, The story of how an eccentric French shopkeeper and an amateur filmmaker attempted to locate and befriend Banksy, only to have the artist turn the camera back on its owner. Uh, the film contains footage of Banksy, Shepard Fairy, and Space Invader and many of the world's most infamous graffiti artists at work. Uh, the director is Banksy. It also stars Banksy, Space Invader, Mr. Brainwash, came out in 2010 and has a uh, runtime of an hour and 27 minutes.
0: Cool. It's, it's, it's really, like, like I was saying, this is a great... Movie about one guy's obsession taking it oh, yeah. super far. Yes, he had no idea what he was doing. No. he wasn't even a filmmaker really. He no. just kind of filmed. Yes, because um, he lost his mom at eleven. Didn't want to lose any other moments in his life. Yes, so he just filmed obsessively. Like they showed a couple of shots about how many tapes this guy had.
1: It's ridiculous. It's, He's it's a obs- straight hoarder. Yeah, <laughs> it it's was expensive. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot.
0: But uh, I think that same that same obsession that makes him sort of unlikable. Mm. For me, made him the most fascinating. Like I thought, was for. just like yeah. Like, like those,
1: those are the people that I want to meet in life. Yeah. But it's like not to like. I think you need one of those people on every team. Yeah. Like I said, he's not a smart person. Like intelligence is not there, and even his artwork isn't good. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like it's, it's like no, no, it's it's it no, it's it's trite, it's trivial, it's it's and even like hearing like intelligent people like the end of the movie yeah. that try to um like one guy was like you know some people might look at his artwork and say it's a one off type thing so you one, know. One one trick pony yes but he tries to like justify it but not knowing five years later we'll realize he's shit <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. but uh but yeah at the time it's just like anyway we'll, we'll get into the guy <laughs> but I, f- I feel like everyone needs one person like that on the team yep. somebody that has no fear at all they don't care about consequences they don't the fear isn't, isn't an uh, implication and is just willing to do anything it takes to to make it ma- to make it happen yeah right and absolutely. he is he definitely is
0: uh, and i I think that's why I liked them mm. like i i got the I got the vibe that a lot of the people are being interviewed at the later half of the film, yeah were like not super into the idea of Terry. Yeah. Uh they kind of didn't like him.
1: He was an imbecile. What do you
0: it, mean? Like <laughs> he But was, he was an imbecile that did
1: it. No, I right, but like it's it's hard to be around like people like that because it's like you're wondering if you're talking to a wall. You know, <laughs> because there, there's a situation where um where Banksy has finally decided to um and we'll go through the chronological order. Yeah. Uh eventually but um but Banksy has decided to let him into his world. Mm-hmm. You know, he's recorded one thing to where they're doing the um the phone thing. Mm-hmm. They recorded another thing at uh, at Disney World so now it's like okay I can actually trust him you know I I can trust him so they're they're recording a scene where um, he's printed out a million quid worth of uh, worth of money when instead of the queen's face on it it's Princess Diana's face on it and he's explaining something like how he went to like a uh, festival (laughs) and he gave out you know like a couple of thousand dollars worth of it and people would just have it all balled up and pay for it and it was like now I was just doing it as an artistic expression thing but but I didn't realize but it's like I forged a million dollars worth of money and that's you can go to Joe for 10 years for that and Terry's listening to it he was like oh yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's cool and then he was Wait, like did uh, you find that <laughs> he was like, you, no no I'm, f- for fuck's sake I, I printed it he was like oh oh you made this and he, you know it's like you can't have so many conversations or like when when he goes to meet another guy mm-hmm. and he, um, the guy's showing him his artwork and then he was like oh oh you you drew this he was like well I, I, I printed it. Yeah, it yeah I painted it Yeah, <laughs> he was like, he was like he's a complete like imbecile he knows nothing but, but he's a go getter
0: but the thing the thing about him is that a lot of that, I thought, could be shocked up to the fact that he's a French man and English Mm. wasn't his first language. Mm. So, like, I think that he knew what he was saying. Uh, He just couldn't get the words out because his English mm. was fairly broken. Mm. So, like, I could get past that and think that he's actually smarter than people give him credit for. Uh, Because I grew up around kind of people that learn English after, like, 20 years or 30 Mm. years of being alive and not speaking one language. yeah, And then suddenly they have to figure out how to communicate in another language.
1: That's an awesome point that I never thought about.
0: Hold on. I got to, like, fucking...
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. The fact, the fact that English isn't his first language when somebody is communicating with you so swiftly, yeah. it's like, yeah. It's Especially
0: my- when you're dealing with so many accents, because yeah. he was all over the fucking world. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I, I think he's smarter than people give him credit for. Mm. He's just like English isn't his first language, mm-hmm. and he's got a broken sense of communication in English, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that what that made people think that he maybe wasn't as smart as he actually is.
1: I, yeah, I still don't think he's super smart no, I, don't think he's, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's fucking Stephen Hawking no, but no.
0: I think we gotta give the guy some credit
1: I, yeah, yeah. I, I give him a credit for the uh, the go-getter attitude Yeah, because yeah. even at, at the end I would have changed my mind at the end had he not became like a supreme douchebag as soon as he got a little bit of power yeah. like oh you see me on LA Weekly what do you think about that, that LA Weekly or you know so, or just getting on the phone no you, or he walks in and you he was like me, you man. listen to me you listen to me I'm the boss you listen to me like when he became that it's like that's who he was anyway yeah. you know and he just gave him the ability to to become that and yeah. I'm like no you're a, you're a douche <laughs> you know because like Banksy is like he actually has that talent you know mm-hmm. he actually has that ability but he doesn't turn into that person you know right. it's like he already is who he is and i was and like, and ah.
0: I, I think the, the the arc of terry like mm. what happened to him is kind of reflective of how power like mm. the uh, his artwork like banksy's art is all sort of like critique in society yes and i think that this documentary did a great job at Critiquing the way that we value or we put value into celebrities or like yes. people with artistic power, but like prowess yes. and like stuff that they do, because we sort of we tend to glorify them mm. and for no real reason that goes to their head. So I think in like like the the exploration of this document of document documentary. Yeah. Um, did the same thing that Banksy's art was kind of doing? It mm-hmm. just kind of showing us how absurd we are in a culture that just overglorifies yes. something or someone. Yes, and I think that that's part that was part of what Terry's artwork mm-hmm. came from. Mm-hmm. Like he par he took a lot of portraits from celebrities and like changed them in a way or did something yes. else. And even though he became a douche, I the reason why it didn't bother me until like it didn't bother me as much as it probably should have was because I felt like his story was representative of what happens story. to someone when they're suddenly thrust in a world that they have no idea mm. that they would be in. Yes. And like how to handle that power, they just become sort of authoritarian, power-hungry because they just have no frame of reference in how to be. Yeah. And that's the easiest thing to to fall into. Yeah. So I feel like it's, he's a product of celebrity culture. Mm. That's really what happened. Yeah. And, and that's why I wasn't too... That's why I wasn't like disdainful of how he became as a person, just because I understood that banksy made the documentary because he thought it was an interesting story yes. about how a person that knew nothing suddenly learned and then became the thing that he parodied at the beginning
1: that's that was my uh my favorite scene with banksy is um he talks about uh andy warhol oh hold on before i get in that yeah. damn it this fucking douchebag all right because <laughs> he's on the phone
0: i know exactly what he, you're he was like about you
1: know well because um you know andy warhol he was around in them um, but he's gone and I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? shut no, exactly. the fuck up, guy. Like, you know nothing. You know nothing. <laughs> but my, my favorite scene with uh, with Banksy and he was talking about with his work um, and trying to show the parallel between Banksy and uh, Warhol. He said Warhol, he would take the idea of celebrity or, or fame and then replicate it to a point to where it, it's meaningless. You know, when you see that image of Campbell's soup over and over, you see that that Marilyn Monroe over and over. You show something to a point to where it becomes meaningless. And it's um we we say it a lot in um within filmmaking and writing. We're talking about that uh the quiet space in that, a movie. Yeah,
0: that becomes like the loud versus quiet, and yeah, the yeah. the cliches also too. Like yeah, 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 you yeah. see something often enough in a movie, it becomes fucking nothing. E- exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: And it was like, and and uh, Mr. Brainwash took that to the next level to where it's just nothing. To where he didn't, uh, Mr. Brainwash didn't understand what he was doing so much so much as he was copying something that he seen before right. you know uh, Banksy was trying to say something with his message Mr. Brainwash I don't think he knew exactly what he was doing with that We're like with saying fuck 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 shit you know like shit doesn't matter because you said fuck all those times right. and he's just showing it over and over and over he's going for like the one trick pony everybody's gonna come see this big extravagant thing that's hollow and yeah. full of nothing you know but it's just my only issue with it is just that he didn't stop to take time to try to find substance within mm. what he was doing yeah he was just a, a reaching for the fame like he that's all he really wanted he wanted he wanted people to know who he was and to be famous and a celebrity yeah more so than an artist
0: and, and yeah. i think that's why he became sort of a, the the parody of, of oh yeah what he was talking about at the beginning yeah um, which is which is kind of a sad end to the story. Like I still really like some of the artwork.
1: Yeah, like well, the I mean, artwork looked great. My, my favorite, my favorite piece was um was so a bat poppy. <laughs> uh, yeah. b- bat poppy, eighteen sixty three. Batman's grandfather. Batman's <laughs> grandfather, and it was framed in an antique frame and yeah. <laughs> bat poppy.
0: You it know? was a, he, he's. I think I think he's an interesting guy. I mm-hmm. think he he had a vision. Like he knew how he had a specific way of thinking about mm-hmm. the way the world works. Yes. And when he got into the world of street art, all it did was sort of give him the ability to express that vision. Mm. That vision just so happened to be one that, you know, powers on celebrity, you know, empowerment and, and, and sort of being well-known. Yeah. And that kind of thing. And, and and people seem to give him a lot of shit about sort of imitating other people's artwork. Let well,
1: me everybody does that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: and that's what we were talking about in the intro. Yeah. Um, but I feel like even though he his artwork looked like a lot of other people's hard yeah. He did interesting things to it. Yes. Um, which I couldn't really fault him for. Like at mm. the end, I feel like um, Shepherd Fairy. Fier- Shepherd Fairy. Mm-hmm. And 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 the other guy that was not Space Invader. Uh, not Space. Space Invader was a cousin.
1: Which one? Uh, Shepherd Fairy was the obey.
0: Right. Yeah. It was. It was a bald dude. I don't know. I don't remember his name. Okay. Uh, I'll put a picture of him. Mm um but but those two guys at the end they seemed resentful of the success that terry had yes. which which i get it like yes. he didn't know what he was doing and he walked in and you showed him and then suddenly you're like oh fuck he's making millions of dollars off of art mm. and and like i get the resentment but i felt an arrogance of like artist. like i felt the, mm. the arrogance of the artist Sort of like i'm way better than him why why am i not successful yeah. and that made me not like all of these artists nearly as much mm. as i was disliking terry yeah so like the idea of of kind of like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing yeah he did it mm. he he knew something
1: he did it <laughs> i mean is yeah he he knew it's like it's like selling things to um it's like being a uh, a preacher and selling hope to people that don't know any better. Right. So like yeah you can sell to people that aren't intelligent and there's a large portion of the country that are like that. Yes. And, and yes you can become very famous because of that. But um, but yeah it, it does. I like what your point and there should never be. There shouldn't be jealousy in another artist's heart. No. Ever, no. There, there really
0: shouldn't. Because we're all trying to do this thing together. But yes. even Banksy. And I love Banksy's work. Mm-hmm. And I think Banksy's work is absolutely fucking brilliant. Yes. But Terry's work wasn't any less of art than Banksy's work was. Sure, it was just, it was art, and it mm-hmm. was his version of art, and mm-hmm. he did his thing, and he was able to put on a successful show. Yes, and I feel like the resentment of the artists in the community yeah. made me like associate with Terry a little bit more.
1: It's it's um it's like I'm I'm torn in it because no. it's like recognizing the true thing and then like saying the thing that isn't like that it should be the true thing as well. Right, you know, it would be like if. If I'm being paid, um and someone else is being paid the exact same thing. And then I go up in there and sing Ave Maria in a classical voice that I've been trained to do for years and years. Right. And I know that this is the way that it should be done. And I'm being paid this amount of money to do it. And then the, and then the next person gets up on stage, paid the exact amount, amount of money and, shake that ass bitch <laughs> and let me see what you got. And then everybody is saying, no, that shake that ass bitch guy was better than the Ave Maria <laughs> yeah. guy. It's like, what do you, what do you mean? It's like, no, no, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, that's the general like, public like, is gonna like in that. Terms yeah. In terms of skills, in
0: terms of skills. I, I get where you're coming from yeah. like i get where these artists are being resentful yeah
1: but it shouldn't be like that though like it's, i'm agreeing yeah, yeah, they should sure. not be jealous like if you are you do you wish that you could do that do you wish that you could make shake that ass bitch and let me see what you got <laughs> yeah. but you know what I'm saying? because if you could <laughs> then you would have <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's like you can't be jealous of somebody else because they took a different road and got the notoriety and the success that you wanted but went a different way about it right you know they have to lose that
0: um I feel like Terry was a bit manipulative in the way mm. that he, he coined some of the some of the, the street artists sure. to sort of help him promote a show. Yeah. And whatever. But something this is a thing that Shepard Fieri said mm. in the in the show. He was like, I like the idea of something not having power mm. and then because you're seen it everywhere, yes, suddenly it gains perceived power and then it gains real power through the perceived power. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Terry did. Yes. And, And and it, it just felt hypocritical for of, like of them to judge this guy mm. that went through the whole notions and learn a thing he didn't know yeah because he obviously learned
1: yes he did yeah.
0: and 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 then him for it despite that that's exactly what they were doing he mm. was just successful at it because he went an alternate route yeah um i do agree that what thierry terry did was set back the culture of street art in terms mm. of like making it not I don't want to say mainstream, but making it so that it's not about the message, but rather about the money. Yes. Um. Like Banksy said, I agree with that. That's it's a lot of like, that there's a certain meaningless to it now. Yeah. And I get that, but I, I feel like this is a this is as a success success story. Definitely. It's an interesting success story. Yes. And I feel like they should be celebrating this guy as an artist, mm-hmm. maybe not as a person, because mm-hmm. he did some kind of shady things. I don't think he meant them to be shady. He just mm-hmm. kind of did them, um, but. It's just, it's a weird tonality shift for me, like from the half of the movie to the first half of the movie. Yeah. Um, Because. That, it, it, that resentment just kind of threw me off, for a loop
1: it's, I, I said, you can't yeah. you can't be that. And that's like earlier on. It's like when we started the podcast. It's like I don't want to be a podcaster where we can't like shout out like other podcasts. But like, yeah. well, if they don't listen, if they listen to us, then and they listen to them, they'll stop listening to us. Like, no, everybody can eat. You know, we can. Movie yeah. makers podcast is great. josh cast is great. You know, it's like you can you know celebrate other things that are happening and. Terry was willing to do that. Yeah. He was was. willing to say about how great Banksy was and tell everybody about him and do everything he could to help. Same thing for Space Invader. Same thing for anybody that he came encounter with. He was willing to have that. And he never harbored jealousy. No. He never did. Never.
0: That was such an admirable trait from him. Like, Mm -hmm. he was genuinely interested in the culture. Yes. Like, that's what it was. Yeah. The, The The... just like I felt so bad for him to a degree when they were like starting to badmouth him
1: and and, and it's, it would be like um say and we're doing the podcast and then there's another podcast they just started and the yeah. only thing they do on there is fart and shit like literally they're putting <laughs> their ass to the mic and, and shitting, over, shitting the mic, right over the and mic and they're calling it good but yeah. people are listening to it because yeah. they like it you know and then we're we'll like nope we're not gonna promote that podcast because we know that is bullshit but they're on our medium they're yeah. working in our medium and just same with artists it's like if you're an artist and someone is uh, doing something well in artists and people are paying attention f- uh, to it congratulate them for doing well Yeah,
0: they're doing fine they're doing they're, the thing they're doing they're a doing thing it. and
1: congratulate them for it and, and, you know? and
0: there's so many different brands of art and yes. like okay yes. here's this documentary not I feel like it's superficially about Thier- Terry yes but uh, it's like, really Banksy it, it's really about first of all it's really about sort of Banksy's opinion of what of street f- art should be yes, yes. and then um, but deeper than that it's mm-hmm. about What is, like, what makes art have the impact that it does? Mm. Like, that's the core question of the documentary. Yeah. And Banksy explores the idea of art losing impact in celebrity culture and this sort of, like, money-grabbing culture that just wants the rare thing. Yeah. Um, He explores that art loses meaning when it goes into that. And when his artwork started going into that, he started making less and more because Mm. he wanted to tell the story that it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about doing the hype. It was just yeah. about sending the message that he wanted to send. Terry just went like, no, n- no, I want the money.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And it's two different approach. So, like, I get it that Banksy was the director, so that's why Terry was portrayed as in, sort of in a bad light, because yeah. I don't think, obviously, Banksy doesn't agree with the, the culture of street art that uh, Terry was producing at the yeah. end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but really, what what this documentary is really going to do, and put putting the question, was like, is art any less meaningless when it starts becoming... Uh, piece like it starts becoming like a piece for someone else's living room mm. is street art is the art that Banksy produced intrinsically better because it's not in a museum mm-hmm. and it's in the wall and, and where the fuck was it and what? he made a, a really big document in one of the walls and like he almost got uh,
1: yeah,
0: shot yeah yeah uh, the, the Geisa wall okay yeah so like is the is the art that's on 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 that wall of guys like guarded by guards and Mm -hmm. banksy risked his life to make any really intrinsically better than the art that mr brainwash produced in the studio
1: uh he he brought that point up at one point um where he has all this art and he knows how, how how great his art is, but it's not really being bought. He's not really making any money from it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of the, the bigger art collectors in the world, she sees one of his pieces of art, and she's like, nope, he's the next guy. And yeah. because everyone else who is like a minor art collector, mm-hmm. they look at this woman who has so much more art than them, so if she says that this is the guy, then this is probably this is the, the guy, guy you Man. know? So then everyone starts buying up all the Banksy stuff that they can get, even shit stuff that he didn't think that was that good, now it's worth that much more money right. you know so it's like how much more different is that from mr brainwash yeah you know
0: <laughs> and and yeah. it's not the only difference is that banksy wasn't the one that made that happen for his artwork yep while mr brainwash he just like he, that was his objective yep and so like that's why i feel the i keep checking the cameras cause <laughs> <I'm firing. laughs> that was my edit do you like that yeah i'm looking around for the cameras right. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, th- Banksy, like that happened for Banksy. Yeah. But Brainwash made it happen for himself. Yes. And, and, and I think that's the difference. Like, I think that was a real question in the documentary. Like, is this art any better than my art? Mm-hmm. Or is my art any better than his art? Is my message any more powerful than his message? Yeah. And, and by saying that Terry really made it meaningless, he, he quotes at the end, like Andy Warhol repeated stuff to make it meaningless. Mm-hmm. And he said, but I think Terry really, really made, made it meaningless. It meaningless. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't think he did. I think he put... I think if you look at what Terry did, it's mm. a clear-cut example of the culture that surrounds us in terms of, like, what is art. Mm. Like, sometimes not the best things become art because it's not about the skill of the artist or the personality of the artist. It's about the perception of the art. Mm. So if people perceive the art to be good and they're willing to pay $3 million for it, mm. it's a $3 million piece of art. That's what, like, people, like, our art is perception. Mm. Like, really. So if people perceive that piece to be better than this other piece, then who are we to say otherwise?
1: But there, I feel like there has to be a um, a baseline. Yeah. You know, it's like, otherwise, you could have one person do one thing, another person do another thing, and you say they're both exactly the same.
0: Right, and they're not. They're yeah. not every art piece is absolutely not equal, yeah. but once it leaves the artist's hands, yeah. and once that piece of work is in the world, independent from the artist...
1: That's not the person, yeah.
0: ...can't do shit about it. Like, you can't do shit about what becomes popular, what doesn't. Mm. Because that's not what the culture is about. Like, Mm. that's not what art is about. You're trying to say something. Sometimes your message comes across, sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't mean that the picture that has a message is any less or any more than Mm. the picture that is just a cash grab. Mm. People like it, so people like it. That's really what I think the documentary was about Mm. in terms of, like what it tried to do yeah and and, and i think and this is why i say it's a it's a great documentary in terms of storytelling I love not that, in filmmaking yeah because yeah. like, the filmmaking was more shots of terry the like sort of amateurish looking shots yeah with like this pars interview and narration thing so it was really just an average documentary in terms of technicality yeah um but in terms of like how they structured the narrative they they made us buy into terry the same way that terry that they bought into terry at the beginning mm-hmm. of their relationship the the street artist did yeah and and then sort of paid it off by flipping what we thought about terry yeah. the same way that he flipped it on them the street artist mm-hmm. so like the narrative structure of the documentary is absolutely solid the question for the documentary is absolutely solid like sure. what it's trying to bring up but i just felt like it didn't come through because of that artist resentment at the end and i think that ruined the documentary a little bit for me
1: I uh, i mean that's I mean the artist the artist's resentment I mean that's just a personal thing for Mm -hmm. them more so than like a message of the movie I feel like I mean you know what I'm saying like Banksy's personal resentment or Space Invaders personal resentment it's like that that can make me feel a certain way about the artistic community and Mm -hmm. the creative community but not so much the movie itself well the
0: the thing is that it was so ingrained in the latter half of the documentary Mm -hmm. that I felt like they were trying to give that message that he wasn't as good he wasn't good as an artist
1: it's uh, yes i i agree with that yeah. but then banksy's the director and writer of the movie yeah. as well and Featured, you know him yeah. so it's like as, as much as the jealousy is we still made like an hour and a half movie about a guy that was full of shit you <laughs> this know what I'm saying true. he's like he still made the movie to feature him mm-hmm. you know and, and, and I, I like a lot of the way that he talked about Mr. Brainwash throughout the movie because I, I talk about how I do that mm-hmm. with um, people that I don't like or when there's a lie that I don't want to say you know <laughs> so it was um, Mr. Brainwash asked Banksy to write a, uh, a review for him just like a quick little <laughs> yeah. couple sentences or whatever and um, Banksy was like he was like yeah this this guy is uh, As an enigma. He is a phenom, and I don't mean that in a good way. You know, and and that's that's kind of a way of being able to say something without saying something. Right. Like in Banksy's mom, this guy is shit. He's not good and you should not see this. But Mm -hmm. you can't say that to a guy who's been helping you for the past two years, you know, get to places that you would have not have known of, you know. So it's like you can't really just badmouth him. So he does it in a way that he that he can um, get away with it. And (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Brainwash, sure enough, does not read through the facetiousness of this line. Yeah. You know, he takes it as the ultimate compliment and him being funny and he takes the line and blasts it on a billboard and people read it with the same sense of humor that he reads it as. Yeah. You know, it's not a um a, um don't don't, a They don't
0: see through the sarcasm. No, and the sarcasm
1: that he was, if anybody was going to see through it it would have to be him yeah. because he's the only person that knows his relationship with them. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was just like, it was just amazing the the world that he lives in the blinders that he puts on in order to walk this narrow path and get there no matter what yeah like i said it's like he's not a person that i want to be a friend with but he's the person that i want to work with yeah because when he's beside you're you gonna get there (laughs) yeah you're gonna get get something done you know
0: and 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 that that was that was what i really really enjoyed Mm. about about him yeah like I, i got to see how obsession takes you to a place that you wouldn't have gone otherwise. Yeah. And, I, and I, thought it was, I thought it was a really interesting way to tell a story. Mm. Like, I really did think, like, the, the narrative, like I said, the narrative structure of the documentary was, like, solid the whole way through. Oh, yeah. I was interested in what they were talking about. Yeah. But other than that, it really didn't do a lot for me.
1: What would you give Um, 1 out of 10?
0: One, I would give it a solid 6. Eesh. I think, yeah, I think yeah. I'd get a solid 6. All like, right. I liked I liked Terry, Mm. Uh, I'm not into the world of street art.
1: I think it was more, was it, was it the subject matter or the fact that it's not a film, like it's a documentary type thing? No, no
0: I love documentaries. Okay. But I love documentaries that, that I love, a spe- I, like I love, love a specific type of documentary. Yeah. For me, doc- documentaries are harder to rate. Mm. But like, I think it's a six because the storytelling was amazing. Like, I love the way the story was happening. Yes. But I feel like I didn't learn a lot from it. Like, it was just mm. kind of like, I didn't learn anything. It was just someone was telling me what happened.
1: Oh, uh, I got you. I got you.
0: Um, they didn't want, it didn't ask me anything. It didn't mm. make me think in any particular way. Yeah. felt like I was just like thrown things that happened. And then I was just kind of like, all right, well, I know that now. I can form an opinion. Uh. But uh, the documentary tried to tell me how to think. Mm. And that every documentary does that. But a documentary should make you want to think the way that it wants you to think. It shouldn't sure tell you how to think it.
1: I can I can see yeah. your six. I, I'm I give it an eight, and mm-hmm. even Rotten Tomatoes is giving it a nine. You know, yeah. nine whatever. I'm I give it an eight. Um, my reason for it, like I seen it in 2010. Uh, I believe it came out like 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. or something like that. But I seen it when it first came out, and. I did. I was learning a lot because I didn't know, you know, who these people were. Like yeah. Banksy is like I'd heard the name once or twice, but he wasn't the name that he is right now, right. you know. And around the time, so the Space Invaders things was going on, and I was living out in California, and we were seeing those. Um, have you ever seen the show called Aquatine Hunger Force? Yeah. There's uh, the little aliens from that, and mm-hmm. those spawned from the uh, the Space Invaders. They started putting the Aquatine Hunger Force uh, aliens cool. on there as well. So I was seeing that all around the cities and stuff. I'm like, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. You know. And then when I finally seen the um, the exit of the gift shop and then getting to see from the beginning of how this happened and then um, like the 2010 kind of correlated yeah and President Obama had just been elected in 2008 and then you had that iconic uh, photo that was used on Tom Tom Magazine Mm -hmm. with the different color thing and that was something done by uh, Shepard Fairey you know so it was just chronologically um, all of those different things that I had no idea was coming out of this art community then I was like okay now I know this person this person this person you know
0: I learned facts like that was the thing like I learned facts yeah and i learned people that did things and i learned a little bit about the culture yeah but i didn't learn like a big objective question Mm. like like how i would have sort of like 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 if the documentary had gone like well is is art meaningless now like what's the meaning of this now like Mm. what what does art mean after what happened yeah uh what's her opinion like if they had tackled maybe in that direction i would have been more inclined to give it
1: I don't think we're going to get I many think. of those though. Like yeah. even like Blackfish is one of the best documentaries we're going to see, and they're yeah. not asking the question; they're just documenting facts.
0: Right, uh, but know? like, I just see so many like opportunities for like asking a big the opportunities question. there, and, and and I just feel like that's, I missed a lot of them.
1: That's you as a filmmaker yeah. thinking more so than like a documentary I documentarian, you know? Because mm-hmm. like even like I wa- I don't want to say like I watch a lot of documentaries, mm-hmm. but I've seen at least 20, 20 yeah. to twenty five, and within those twenty to twenty five a lot of them don't approach it like a filmmaker and give you what you're asking for right now yeah. you know like what you're asking for that's amazing like that I haven't <laughs> seen that documentary yet like somebody shooting a documentary from a filmmaker's point of view starting it that way yeah. like like um like Mr. Brainwash is supposedly doing <laughs> he's making a documentary approaching it like a filmmaker from the beginning you know but yeah that that would be awesome and
0: i and and like i've seen and i'm just gonna two minutes have a minute i see i've seen documentaries on netflix like i I browse through documentaries every so often and i find a lot of documentaries that lead about um things like sexuality Mm. and like and like sort of weird fetishes and and that kind of thing yeah. uh, they have for some reason they stick around on netflix a lot yeah. and i watch them and those documentaries even though they may not be amazing in terms of filmmaking mm. they do a thing that they make me think about oh moving and stop recording all right i think we should cut it short yeah, yeah. it's all good i'll talk about it later <laughs> fonts <laughs> i hate myself <laughs> it's fine uh we're gonna cut and we're gonna cut right back to the fu- to the the, the, the premieres, premieres? and welcome back to the for film type podcast we are now in the movies and television premieres oh yeah so chris do your thing oh yeah i gotta fix my mic oh
1: yeah entourage
0: Entourage. i don't no
1: idea uh this week in in television and movies uh this week starting on television uh we got tuesday february the 14th a girlfriend's day Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a uh, movie It's going to be on Netflix. Uh, Netflix original film stars Bob Odenkirk, uh, Natasha Lyonne, and um, Andy Richter. So, I mean, there's a lot of comedians, it looks like. Uh, but it's going to be a comedy on Netflix, Tuesday, November the cool. 14th.
0: I love Bob Odenkirk. He's yeah. pretty great. I Hell like yeah.
1: that guy. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Um, he did some work. Mr. Show. Um, that's yeah, the he his own Better Call yeah. Saul. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Better Call Saul, Mr. Show, and the, what's the name show? The, um the show before Better Call Saul Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. yeah yep. hell yeah he's awesome uh, but that's a uh, Tuesday February the 14th uh, check him out on that uh, the next thing is going to be the same day Tuesday February the 14th uh, it's called Catherine Ryan in Trouble it's a uh, comedy special on Netflix
0: Catherine Ryan in Trouble mm-hmm.
1: cool I don't know who she is but um, the thing is I listen to um, to two female comedians uh, their podcast the Jackie and Laurie show yep. Jackie Cation and Laurie Kilmartin and um, they they were talking about something I never paid attention to too much about Netflix. They do a certain amount of specials, comedy specials each year. Mm-hmm. And she laid out like the people that got comedy specials in 2011, 12, 13 and on on. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't realizing like the discrepancy about of women that weren't getting comedy specials. <laughs> you
0: D- know? Did she say how many women... Were on the candidacy for getting comedy specials. Uh, like
1: I would have to bring up the numbers on there, no. but it's but even 2013, I don't know if they had any women on there. 2014, they had Margaret Margaret Cho, a uh, Margaret Cho, mm-hmm. uh, a few other. There was, bit I mean, it's like it just was few and far between. But 2016, they added a good number of uh, female comedians this year. So, uh, uh, Catherine Ryan, I don't know who you are, but um, probably gonna check you out. But you know what, I still probably won't. <laughs> You know, because if your name was Michael Ryan, don't know you either, Michael. But I'm glad that you got your own show, (laughs) (laughs) and and that'll be on Netflix for people to watch that if you want. Because at least at least people have the opportunity to watch her now, as opposed to before when we didn't. You know, so um, uh, the next thing is gonna be uh, the Mindy the Mindy Project.
0: I've heard about that. I've no idea what it is.
1: Um, it was it was good some years ago. I mean, you know what? Maybe it's still good. I don't know. Was that the
0: girl, the Indian girl from the office? From office, yeah, yeah. Mindy
1: Calling. Um, yeah, she's it's, it's a show on Hulu now. It used to be on uh, network television. They took it to Hulu, and uh, it's still living and breathing there. So cool. um, the mini Project is a comedy on Hulu. Check that out. The next thing is going to be Saturday, February the 18th.
0: What? Yeah, you're
1: oh, going like oh. to like this. Britney Ever After.
0: Britney Spears?
1: Britney Spears. Oh,
0: they're doing it's, like a biopic thing on Britney? Uh,
1: yeah, it is a biopic. It's nice. a it's a biopic it stars Natasha Bassett as the pop star it's going to be on Lifetime. Britney Spears.
0: I like Britney Spears.
1: When 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 I when I say the the name Britney is that the first Britney that comes to mind? Yeah. Yes. Here it, it yes. depends. Like
0: if you say if we're we're talking celebrities, mm. Britney Spears yes. first one. Ever. That's
1: first I can't think of. Yeah, yeah. I can is there another Britney another Britney celebrity?
0: I can't think of her. No. It's Britney Spears. Yes, yeah, Britney Spears. It's Britney Spears. Yeah.
1: It's, Britney Spears. <laughs> it's Britney bitch. <laughs> Britney, Britney, has her uh, her biopic coming out um, it's on Saturday, February the eighteenth. I'm gonna watch that.
0: Yeah, that sounds interesting. I'm actually. watching that. Well, we're in, we're on Mark Maron's show that day.
1: Uh, February eighteenth. Oh yeah, yeah. we're going to go see Mark. We're
0: gonna see. We're gonna see fucking Mark Maron. Yeah. You have any idea how excited I am?
1: yeah this is gonna be fun yeah. it's gonna be fun the Blumenthal Fuck, yeah. Arts uh, uh, Center it's gonna be really I love cool. that little theater hell yeah uh, but that is that's Britney Ever After so um
0: <laughs> I love the title Britney I made, It made it looks like she's dead like yeah. she died before they finished the biopic and now she's like well this is what happened ever after she's doing shows in Vegas dude like yeah. fucking yeah. Britney it's Britney bitch would've been a good title
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would've loved that title yeah it would've been great it's Britney bitch like and they better go through all of it you know what <laughs> I didn't I didn't expect I didn't expect to be on this as long as uh, this long <laughs> But if you're gonna do a Britney Spears biopic, you better start at the goddamn Mickey Mouse Club. I want to see Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and Justin Timberlake as 9 year olds in the Mickey Mouse Club. You know, I want to see all of that. You know, because they they talked about it like in the in the 90s, but we didn't have a movie to mm-hmm. show because like all of them came from that Mickey Mouse Club. Justin Timberlake then he went on uh, to Florida. Yeah, Justin Timberlake was uh, was in it with them. He was in Florida, and then they made NSYNC, The same guy that discovered Justin Timberlake he discovered the band uh, Backstreet Boys okay. you know same manager for both of them uh, Christina Aguilera no she, wonder
0: they were so fucking similar
1: all of the, yeah 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 uh, Christina Aguilera she was part of the same uh, Mickey Mouseketeer group she came out got up on there Britney Spears same group got I got put on so I mean it was just so starting start many-
0: from there you wanna like fucking like I want to learn about Britney I mean, Spears. Yes, yeah. it yes
1: it would, it would be similar if they did a biopic on somebody now and mm-hmm. they like they showed a Miley Cyrus biopic and they started from the year 2015.
0: Yeah it would be, it would be weird. Yeah
1: but like there, there's no mention of Hannah Montana or anything that she did in her before life right. you know so I'm like no I need to know all. I want to see all of this Britney Spears stuff and not only that so we're starting that little kid Britney Spears and going all the way to like star search Britney Spears and then hit me baby one more time and Spears. oops I did it again Britney Spears through through crazy lose your mind Britney Spears I also want to see her with the Justin Timberlake Britney Spears where they, they together and then she trying to break up with Justin and then Justin don't like it and he starts crying then he makes a whole album crying about Britney Spears leaving him cry me a river y'all don't remember the cry me a river that was, yes Britney Spears is in the video the fake Britney Spears they never show her face but they use like a, a model to look like Britney Spears <laughs> as he's crying about Britney Spears breaking up with him so is this
0: what happens when like millionaire just get into arguments and just make music videos about each other yeah and make thousands and thousands millions of dollars musicians. like when Beyonce and jc fought yep, and she lemonade. released lemonade yeah they had a breakup <sighs> like most people would go to the bar and drink mm. she made an album and made like sh- shit money
1: yes yes and, and 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 what's what's bad about it is like regardless if it was real or fake like yeah. we don't we don't know huh. but we know she's selling something and there's like plenty of of um not so intelligent people that that take things as fact and a way to, to live their life. Right. Like oh, Beyonce saying, "Oh, uh, what do what would I rather be? Something or, or jealous or crazy? I'd rather be crazy." You know what? Fuck that! I'm breaking up with my boyfriend too. I don't need that. Yada yada. And then all of these women done broke up with their boyfriends and husbands and don't want to make things work. And now Beyonce is up here knocked up with twins. <laughs> you know, so it's like don't listen to what Beyonce says at I all. Want, real quick, did mm-hmm. you
0: see? Put the picture up. Did you mm-hmm. see the Beyonce? Pregnancy picture.
1: What do you think about those pictures? Hold, hold on, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. That's I need a better question. No. Not what do you think yeah. about those pictures. What do you think Beyonce thinks about those pictures? What
0: do I think Beyonce? Th- yes. I think she thought they were cute. You thought she she- put them on Facebook, and then when like. Fuck, This one out to millions of people. I should not have done this.
1: No, but it's like there's more than one picture. There's like a lot, like I've seen like at least six pictures, I think. Really? Like I've only seen there's one. underwater pictures that she's doing. There's the one, the, the big famous one is the one where she has the, the veil over her face and the yeah. big pregnant with the all colors and flowers and everything. Yeah. And then she has another one with her daughter kissing the belly. Like there's like seven or eight pictures. I, it's
0: just weird. Pregnancy pictures are weird to me. Yes. Like in yes. general. Yeah. So like I, I feel like she thought it was be cute, but then, no.
1: I, I, th- I thought that she was like trying to be ironic, like yeah. they were tacky on purpose because those are some of the most tacky, like worst type of pictures might, I ever seen. And, and it's like my girlfriend was like, "No, I think she's like so out of it that she thinks that those are good pictures." And I'm like, "There's no way that Beyonce, who travels the world and gets to experience all of the best in art and culture, and has seen what is actually good, and looked at those pictures and thought that is equivalent." I would hate to think that that's what she's thinking. You'd be surprised, man. you <laughs> would, would be fucking surprised. You know, but but yeah, uh, yeah Brit, but yeah, that's a, that's Britney Spears, Britney Ever After. That's gonna be on Lifetime at like 8 a, p.m. That was
0: exhausting.
1: <laughs> so check out Britney Spears Saturday, February the 18th on uh, Lifetime. Uh, the next thing is gonna be uh, Crashing. Uh, crashing is a uh, is gonna be a comedy on HBO at 10:30 p.m. Uh, comedian Pete Holmes plays a New York based stand up comic. Who is forced to reevaluate his life after he discovers that his wife has been cheating on him? Oh shit! Oh, Holmes created the series and serves as the producer along with uh, Judd Apatow. Oh, and TJ Miller.
0: Oh, nice. nice. Good people in there.
1: And Lauren Lapkus. It's is weird. The thing that I noticed with that is um, they all work inside Judd Apatow's studio system. Mm-hmm. They all work with um, shit. It's not nerdist. Fuck. Whatever ear earwolf nerdist, you know the, you, you all have these different um these different branches that a lot of people podcast out of yeah. whether it's earwolf, whether it's nerdist, whether it's uh yada yada yada. But uh, Judd Apatow, he has like a warehouse to where a lot of people podcast out of there. Uh, one of those people are Lauren Lampkiss, She has a podcast which you should check out. It's really good. Nice. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, this comedian uh, Pete Holmes. He's on there. Um,
0: Does he still do his podcast?
1: pilons? Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like everybody's doing their podcast out of his uh, warehouse. But then I, when I looked at the people that are on here, all of these people like work around Judd Apatel, so it's like and now they have their own television show on HBO. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like that that connection, like the things you know, the people that you know, more so than what you know. Like if they could be doing that exact same podcast, you know, anywhere, but yep. the fact that all of these people are surrounded by the guy that makes things happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's just like, Oh, I see you guys every single day. You know, I know that you guys are generally funny. You know, there's sure there's a million people sending him scripts. There's a million people giving him ideas and are super talented. You know, super talented. And it's like there's there's no way, and it's like this isn't to throw shade on Pete Holmes, TJ Miller, or any of these people. They could be supremely talented, but they're not the most talented person in the world. No. You, you know what I'm saying? So Someone
0: has sent a better idea.
1: Yes. so Exactly. Yeah. But they get their idea put on television, you know, because proximity. Yeah. And that is an amazing thing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just to think about. You know, but but anyway, that's uh that's the new show crashing, uh from from Pete Holmes is gonna be on HBO at 10:30 p.m. Uh, next thing is gonna be Monday, February 20th, Bates Motel. Didn't watch Bates, I'm Bates Motel. I'm done. Yeah, it's on eight. It's on A and E at 10 p.m. Rihanna is joining the cast. So that's, Rihanna that's
0: right there. that. I, I, like I, I watched three episodes of mm-hmm. the first season. So
1: yeah, like I'm not giving her a chance. Like, yeah. like, like, um, when Lady Gaga joined, um, American, American Horror Story, sorry. knew that was gonna be good. Like, yeah. like, she has the chops. But Rihanna, Gaga, I'm not gonna give Rihanna the chance. I'm not gonna. And speaking of Lady Gaga, you know she performs tonight. She does in
0: the she... halftime show. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look at that Super
1: Bowl. That. And she's been talking about that. She said she's. Hasn't be...
0: she done it for the last couple times? Nah,
1: hon, this is her first time performing at oh, Super okay. Bowl. Well, first time. Featuring performance at the Super Bowl last year was a featuring Beyonce but Bruno Mars and someone else was there with her But
0: okay so she's like the main she's the
1: main attraction okay. and there was like a big uproar about people who were like they have a petition with almost 100,000 people that have signed it for her not to do the Super Bowl Why? and they've been trying to replace her with, um, with Migos the people that sang the raindrop drop top those cooking up dope in the hot box, yeah, They, they. Well, you know, like, all right, but <laughs> not of none the Migos are idiots. The, the people
0: signing the and, petition. And, and it's
1: like, I was like, the people that are signing this petition, I was like, you know nothing of Lady Gaga mm-hmm. or how many fans that she has. You know, she it's like I, I love I, I love Migos too, but. You ain't shutting down, Lady Gaga, amigos. <laughs> Not happening. Not happening. Stephanie Germanotta, you got my points. Here's what here's mm. what
0: fucking gets me, and mm. like this might be a tiny bit of a tirade, but yeah. people that demand that content is produced a specific way, mm. so they can fucking enjoy it the way that they want. Why don't you fucking make your own halftime show, you yes. lazy piece of shit? Yes. Why don't you Why don't you fucking throw the three million dollars it takes Sir. to hire someone? To make your fucking show for you. Yes. And then, and then, mm-hmm. you can say, who the fuck shows up on your cast? Yeah. God damn it. I hate that shit. Fucking hate that shit. Anyway. That's a, go that's, on. That's, that's, it for, on. Uh, that's it for television.
1: <laughs> uh, the next thing in movies, uh, we have a couple. Uh, first is going to be Fifty Shades Darker. Ugh. So, it's like a Fifty Shades of Grey um, sequel or prequel or... It's the it's sequel. Whatever. It's the
0: sequel. It's a bad movie.
1: It's a rated R, 115-minute runtime. It's a drama romance. Uh, while Christian wrestles with his inner demons, Anastasia must confront the anger and envy of the women who came before. Ugh. Uh, director James Foley um, stars Dakota Johnson. Yeah.
0: Let's go to the next one. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to see that. Did you see the other one, the first one? No. Yeah. If, if those... Okay, the only way that I would see those movies is if they're, they were like adult films. Mm. Maybe then they'd be interesting. Mm. But it's not... It's First of all, it's an abusive relationship. Mm. Their writing is got awful. Mm. The female character is fucking just... Ugh. Yeah. The dude is just like, ugh. Yeah. The actor is great. The dudes are great. The the act, the act actress is great. Mm. Everything else about the movie is garbage. I hate the culture that surrounds it. I hate the fact that it was written. I hate the fact that it exists. Shouldn't be a fucking movie unless it's a porn movie. Because it's a movie about sex. It's a book about sex.
1: Yeah. Uh, The next thing is going to be the Lego Batman movie. It's uh, rated PG. uh, 104 minute runtime. It's an animation action adventure. Uh, Bruce Wayne must not only deal with the criminals of Gotham City, but also the responsibility of raising a boy he adopted. Uh, That's the animated movie, the Lego Batman movie. Nice. And uh, last but not least, fucking Lego movies are great. They are. Uh, last but not least is John Wick Chapter Two.
0: Fuck yeah, John R- Wick! Rated, that comes out next week.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. Rated R, 122 minute runtime. After returning to the criminal underworld to repay a debt, John Wick discovers that a large bounty has been put on his life. So, fuck yeah, we you seeing that.
0: Uh, I love I, I love the first from John Wick it was that was great. Really we good. did an episode about it it was yeah, great you sure did Um, by the way I just wanna before we finish mm. the Fifty Shades of a great thing yeah. I don't hate it just cause it's not a movie like it's not adult film mm. it's not the only reason I hate it I hate it because it's <laughs> I hate it because it's bad fucking writing. It's it's an awful it's an awful book and it's an awful movie. All right. Stop. Don't what don't pay money. They I read a thing that they said they were gonna make half the amount of money that they made on the first one on mm. this movie in the box
1: office. A bit.
0: Anyway, so uh, I think this is today's episode.
1: yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Is there anything else you want to add?
1: Um. Any
0: shout out segments? Shout, out, a- shout fuck! out! Shout
1: we- out! Shout <laughs> out! Shout out. I do want to give a quick shout out. I do not, want to give a quick shout out. We still don't have a shout out. I'm not going to make the animation shout for out. it.
0: I'm not going to make the animation.
1: <laughs> we don't need an animation <laughs> for a shout out. <laughs> but uh, um, uh, all right, a uh, quick shout out. Yeah. Um, we we transitioned into our, um, our visual, the visual aspect of uh, podcasting now. And I was super apprehensive about it, yep. you know, about going into this medium. And anybody that's seen the first episode of um, our first visual episode, yeah, fifty-three, the last one. Yes, you got to give Brian Archia some credit here. Thank you. You got to really give Brian some credit for what he did. Like we 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 had this exact same setup last week. You know, go home, go through the week. You don't. And I, honestly, I didn't even ask you anything else about it. I was yeah. like, maybe we just won't have the video thing. You know, <laughs> it was just like because I mean, it's, it's work. It yeah, is work. it's a lot of work. You know. But um, it came down to when we seen I seen the finished product. And I mean everything that you guys seen last week, like this guy gave it to you, like you that it was really really cool. I think you should I appreciate be it, yes, man. definitely. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's that's the shout out for the week. It was a, it,
0: it, okay. I'll let it slide. Yeah, I won't yeah. give it shit. <laughs> 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 I'll suck my own dick for a while.
1: It was it was it was really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you. No, no, seriously, I appreciate it. I, I had a lot of fun putting it together. So yeah. I, I think this is great. It's just, I love editing. Oh yeah. So. But yeah, no, appreciate it. Hell yeah, and man. And thank you for like bearing with me through all this shit while oh, we figure it out. Hell yeah, man. Like you're a great partner. You're always going like, oh, fuck, he's going to do something. Mm. Let's see how it goes. You, n- you never shut me down unless it's like imperative that oh, you have yeah. to shut me down. Oh, yeah. 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 Which is great. Yeah. So uh, we're d- 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 we're going to call it an episode. Mm. And uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for watching. I love doing that. Mm. I fucking. <laughs> it's great. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> thank, no, seriously, thank you for watching. We'll be back next week with yeah. whatever the fuck we're talking about and I'll see you later, cheers.